You are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. This is your host, Mike. I am joined this evening by Vlad. Hello. Austin. Hello. And, of course, the the irrepressible Ariana. Hi. Irre- irrepressible? Irre- yeah, right. irrepressible. That- Irre- <laughs> Irre- irrepressible. Irrepressible. It means you can't be repressed. Irreplaceable? <laughs> well, yes, she is also irreplaceable. Anyway, um... Our, our topic for, for this episode is going to be spellcasting. And those of you who have been listening into prior episodes will know that everyone that has gathered here tonight is an experienced witch. Wow. If there was anybody, yes, even you, Austin. If there were anybody that I was going to go to for information on how to work an effective spell, it would be these people. So stay tuned for some really good info. So, all right. Which one of you guys wants to give me? A process, an example, an idea for effective spellcasting. Because you really can get this down to a process if you, you are experienced enough and you know what you're doing. I usually start out with... Well, it depends. <clears throat> if I'm doing spell work for a client or for someone else, then I'm going to do divination. Most of the time for myself... I don't do divination, not because I don't agree with it, just simply because it's like, they're so, I, I just, it's just, it's just how I work. I work on the fly really, really well. Um, but okay, I, okay, but can you explain that though? Because for, for people who are listening, who aren't you and who are, are not your customers and your clients, what is the, the benefit to doing or including divination as a, as a component of your spell process? It helps give you an overall view of the situation. And a lot of the times, if you're actually well-versed in spellcraft and divination, it will tell you what type of spell to perform or how to approach the situation proper. Well, another thing, too, could be, like, is someone actually... So if it's, like, protective, for example, is something actually coming after me or am I projecting? So if it's like, if I'm projecting, then cool, I need to do something for myself. If something's actually coming after me, then it's going to be something more protective. Okay. Also, I would say that divination um, also helps you clear your mind, right? Let's just say that we're doing some sort of baneful magic, curse, hurex, or anything like that, right? And you want maybe the spirit perspective, right? Not because you don't okay. trust, trust your own judgment, but... You want a different perspective, maybe a neutral one, right? So we do divination and see if, you know, not if it's justified, but if it is needed. Because I think this justification, I will give it to, not spirit. Okay. That's good. That makes sense. All right. Okay. So, Vlad, how would you start a spell? Okay. Just any, just general, just any kind of spell. Yeah, any kind of spell. Um, I usually begin with grounding, right? Not because you need to ground and it's essential, because sometimes I do forget, right? Mm-hmm. When we are used to casting spells, we may skip a step, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I usually begin with grounding, not because I need it, but my, but more because I want to be present and the energy that I, I, I will be raising it needs to be with the purpose of the spell, not necessarily my energy, right? I will start with that. Second, well, 
this is performing the spell. So I would have already everything ready. You know, if I'm going to use candles, if I'm going to use herbs, if I'm going to use bones, I will have everything ready. Okay. And I will go step by step adding the, let's just say, ingredients of the spell, right? And those are very physical steps. But after that, how I raise energy, I obviously tend to use either fire hmm. or smoke or even water in the sense that it gives me a focus and you know like a visual focus to actually be able to raise that energy okay we we talked briefly if i remember correctly on one of the prior episodes you talked about the process of uh, it, well in essence kind of what you were just saying about the you know actually putting together your spell you know and how as you i think it was when we were talking about sigils you and i ariana oh, yeah. were talking about sigils <clears throat> and you were talking about how everything from you know like placing your, your sheet of paper down to, you know, actually taking up your, your pen and, you know, and, and like every component yeah, of everything. that work was actually part of the spell. Yeah, for example, choosing my candles. The mm -hmm. moment that I choose the color candle or whatever candle I'm going to use, that is already process of the spell. Okay. You know, if I'm anointing the candle, if, if, if I'm dressing the candle, everything is part of that spell. So in my mind and, 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 and in and, and the way that I see things, already I'm placing the intentions behind those candles and behind the process of preparing everything for the spell and prior to the spell that I'm going to make. So everything, even if I got to come here to the shop, mm -hmm. that process of getting in my car, driving here, has an intention and a purpose. That is also energy that I'm already putting in the spell. Okay. So everything, I would say that everything that you do around it, even if it is prior to it, mm -hmm. it's part of that spell. Because the spell is not just saying an incantation and that's it. You know, it's the focus and the intention behind it. Okay. All right. So Austin, <clears throat> what, what would you suggest to people who are listening in on raising energy? Because that seems to be a piece that's really missing. We see a lot of people talking online. I, I certainly, I see a lot of people talking online or on social media about the spell work that they do. And, you know, when they post pictures of the things that they've done and they post pictures of their candles burning and they'll even talk about the correspondences and the, and the, the ingredients that they've used for certain things. But I don't really see or hear a lot of people actually discussing the raising of energy. And you really, you have to do that. Mm -hmm. So what are some of your favorite ways to raise energy that would be accessible to pretty much anybody? Well, chanting, I like to chant. I like to actually move, physically move in my space, um, making sound of some sort. Um, and there have been times where I just anchor myself to the earth and to the sky and pull. So I'll do a lot of breath work as well. So I'll do what's referred to as fourfold breathing or elemental breathing and I'll get that rhythm going and I'll start to move my breath quicker in a more ecstatic manner and that will ramp up the energy in my body and then because I'm connected to my environment it will ramp up the energy in my environment okay so those are just a few ways to do it that's why incantations should be easily remembered um, and that's one of the reasons why we do incantations in rhyme is because it's easy to remember usually 
Um, so is incantation a is incantation a, a mandatory component of of a spell casting? Ariana, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you got do you gotta say something? I don't say you have to, but it definitely helps. Um, what? Speak up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ariana's a little um, quiet. So, <laughs> but like, as far as like with the chanting, like you were saying, like saying words and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, do do you have to have? I, I guess the reason I asked that question is as Austin was talking about incantation and chanting. Um, you know, I've, I've had conversations with a lot of people over the years where they're like, well, I kind of just sit and I light my candles or I do my thing and I just kind of sit and I hold my intent. And, you know, and then we, in our tradition, you know, we, we make noise, you know, we chant, we, you know, we sing, we drum, we do things, we move around, you know, we do things where, because we've got this, uh, you know, this understanding that movement and sound also help to kind of raise energy. That's all vibration, right? Yes. So, so what, um... what are your thoughts on that? I definitely agree with what you're saying um, because it's once again like if I was to look at Vlad and being like, "Hey, I, I want this," and then just stayed silent about it and focused on my intention, I mean, is he gonna pick up on like what I want? You know? Yeah, that that um, that, 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 that that makes sense. And the thing about incantations is not also that helps you keep the energy up, but it also it helps you direct the energy that we just raised. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you have said a lot of times, Michael, our voice has frequency and vibration. So whatever we speak will be. So with that belief in our minds and our brain, we can actually focus that energy that we just raised to put into the spell or whatever working we're doing. I always encourage people who are beginning to speak their intentions out loud. And I know for a lot of people, it comes down, well, I'm self-conscious. Cool. Well, being self-conscious will be a sacrifice you can make for your working. If you speak it out loud, what you're doing is you're allowing it to vibrate on every plane of existence, not just the plane of existence in your mind. And so speaking it out loud vibrates it outwards, through the walls, through the ceilings, through the ground, into the realm of spirit, and beyond. And when my students do this, they find that it's a lot more effective. I do have a question. <laughs> and the question is, and for the benefit of everybody that is listening, where the energy comes from when we raise it? Hmm. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll go, I'll go first. Um, when I when I work spells, I like to I like to work energy in a way where I would say first a, a degree that is coming from me, you know, which is why I think again we we move and we you know, like I, I mean I try to work when we're doing a spell working as a coven when I'm doing something on my own, you know I try to move my body I try to do things to the point where I actually will feel my temperature rise, you know, and my breathing will increase and I can feel my heart rate go up, you know. Um, and, you know, and I have, you know, and then, of course, we all know we have ways of kind of gathering our own spiritual energy in and directing that to a particular purpose. But but I also know that that I and, and a lot of other witches that I've worked with, you know, we pull energy from the sources around us as well. You know, there's energy really in everything, right? There's energy in the earth 
beneath us. There's energy in, in many of the, the talismans and amulets that we carry and keep on us, right? We have um, all the spiritual allies that we work with, which I was going to ask in a minute. So that, that's actually maybe a good thing to bring up next. But um, I think energy really comes from so many different sources and, and we can yeah. capture and, and really focus all of it. Exactly. The reason that, the, you know, the reason behind me asking this question is because I do see a lot of practitioners that, you know, they try to use only their energy, mm -hmm. right? And, and and at the end of the spell, they might feel depleted. Mm -hmm. They might feel like drained, right? And you've got to understand that energy comes from everywhere. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, us drumming, that is energy that is being generated by sound. Like Austin said, chanting is energy that is being created, right? Um, when a cat ignores you, it's energy that's being created, <laughs> right? But it's, 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 it's everywhere. You don't have to use only your energy. Okay. Earth elements, sound, air. There you go. So we do, but again, going back to what was a comment I was making a moment ago, we, we do also, we call upon spiritual allies when we do yep. spell work as well, because they also can bring energy to us. Those of, those of you here in this room with the different spiritual allies, and you don't need to, you know, drop names and, and give people details on who those spirits might be, but, you know, your spirits, your ancestors, you know, uh, the mighty dead, many of the other spirits that we work with in our, our coven tradition, but also deities and gods. I mean, yeah. how many of you are bringing those kinds of spirits into your spell work on, on a regular basis? Always. <laughs> Always? Okay. I bring in my ancestors. Sorry, I'm yawning. Um, I bring in my ancestors um, and my guides and stuff like that. But I don't evoke my like the goddess that I work with every single time. I will acknowledge... You know, I'll do a form of evocation acknowledging her power and her presence and her presence because mm -hmm. she's always there. But I don't always go running to my deities with my hands out saying, help me with this spell because I'm a witch and I'm sovereign, which means I take control of my own shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't tend to use my spirits so much when I'm doing spell casting, mm -hmm. right? I, like Austin said, I will acknowledge that they are there, yeah. but it depends also on the spell that I'm doing, okay. you know, um, and the I'm type of working and the type and... of working and yeah. all that. It's not necessarily like I'm going to call, for example, on Santa Muerte or Hecate all the time for things yeah. that I consider that I'm more than strong enough to deal with. Yeah. Right. And, and, and again, some are my ancestors, some can be my mighty dead, but that depends also. Okay. I'm, I'm curious about that. That leads me to just another quick question on, on, since we're talking about, uh, deities in particular. Okay. And I, I guess it isn't, this isn't particular to deities, but what are your thoughts on witches, magicians, whatever the title might be, who are doing a lot of, of spiritual invocation to, uh, or, or invocation to spirits that really are not inclined to care about something like your money. You know, like I, I hear this all, I've had this conversation with a lot of people. They're like, they're always working prosperity magic because of course, right? Everybody always wants yeah. more. So people are always working prosperity magic and they're praying to these spirits. And I'm like, the, like, like angels for one. 
Like, angels don't give a shit about your money. Ugh. Angels do not care about your personal finances. So, what are your what are your feelings on that? Like, did, could you guys ever see a particular type of working or a spell where you'd be like, this is probably not the one to be calling on spiritual allies for? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the money is a prime example of that. Um, love spells, honestly. Like, if you're going to do a love spell depending on which deity that you, you, you actually do work with, even Aphrodite, like even those typical goddesses of love, they're more apt to give you the, okay, it's great that you're acknowledging me, but what are you going to do about it? Like I can create this energy and I can surround you in this, but what are you going to do? Because that's usually the response that I get from deities when I call and invoke them for particular workings is they go okay here's your little seed here's your little thing i'm out now you do the rest yeah because you got to realize that it doesn't matter which spirit you're working with the spirit or deity will match whatever you're given it's mm -hmm. not like i'm here i'm gonna sit down and you're gonna do it for me oh hell no <laughs> <clears throat> deities do not work that way and to answer your question, you know, there are certain spirits, like Austin was saying regarding, um, you know, like love, but let's just go into prosperity, right? There are certain spirits, for example, Santa Muerte, I'm mentioning her again. Mm -hmm. Her gold aspect mm -hmm. is for money and prosperity. Mm -hmm. So I will definitely direct myself to that spirit, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And there are spirits, again, agreeing with what Austin says, they will help you, but they're not going to do it for you. Okay. So you got to be careful. How do you make this workings for money, for love, for even for protection? Because if you try to do a working, like a spell casting for protection with a deity, probably the deity is going to be like, no, you protect yourself. I don't have time for this. Mm -hmm. You know, unless, again, the deity feels like it's necessary to intervene, but that's not going to be mm -hmm. always the case. Well, and... Okay. With other spirits, like fairy, they don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anybody who would who would willingly invoke. There are plenty like of people. There are energy uh, plenty of people. There are plenty of people out there who talk about how they connect with fairy, and they worked with this fairy to get this thing. And I'm like, first off, you're making a contract with a fairy. If you've ever read any folklore, you should know <laughs> that that's a bad idea. Mm. you're gonna have a bad time and it's just it's just it just amazes me that people don't think for themselves the whole point of witchcraft is to be a free thinker and mm. people a lot of witches fail to do that specifically with spellcasting specifically with yeah. spellcasting because you know I, I i had this conversation with, with someone the other day they came in and and they were asking me about a spell like well what spells can i book or what, what what book of spells should i get for this particular thing and i'm like why don't you just write your own and they were flabbergasted so what you can do that well that that leads us back to that kind of getting us back back on topic so what 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 what, are, what do you all feel about that i mean when it comes to spells because i've had similar conversations with people at the shop you know there there seems to be this idea that there are these you know, these old 
tomes of magic or these old grimoires that you know were written by some dusty old magician somewhere you know thousands of years ago and that we should continue to go back and rely on those things like always return always return to these old things and you know and i'm curious i, I personally feel that there's more power in the spells that i would create for myself what are, what are your thoughts on that i mean i think it's it's better if it comes from you because it's like that's it's a part of you and you're putting like once again more of your energy and intention and stuff in there but um i don't i personally don't see a problem either with like using what's already written either like if it works for you great use it mm -hmm. but you don't have to use old man jenkins like gotcha yeah well he wrote some badass spells <laughs> yeah. yeah from my point of view <laughs> It's more, and, and this goes for maybe us that are more, a little bit more experienced mm -hmm. in workings um, and spellcasting. You know, I will look, I, you know, I cannot remember when was the last time that I actually used a spell from someone else. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. I really don't remember. But at the same time, I would say if you have, you know, this old spell and you're looking into it and you will kind of realize that this spell, from your perspective, is stronger than your spell. Hmm. Hello, then do that spell, the spell okay. that looks like yeah. it's gonna be stronger. I don't think it's right or wrong here. I just I just feel that it's more a perspective um, behind the practice, mm -hmm. you know, behind how the, not how the spell was created, but how you perceive it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I I sit right in the middle <clears throat> where, where these Usually. things- <laughs> these things are concerned. Well, you are right now. Right I am. Now. I'm between Vlad and Ariana. So, but there is value in those older things. Yeah. There's most definitely value. But we also have to remember that those spells all came from some sort of personal gnosis. All of them. All roots of those spells come from some sort of personal gnosis and from people who have worked with particular spirits and items and components for X amount of years. And so, yes, those old spells and tomes are great. However, we also have to remember that they were written hundreds, maybe thousands, if not more, years ago when things were just a wee bit different. Just a little. Just a little bit, right? And so as we move into the modern age, we can take some of those older spell ideas and develop and evolve them into our more modern craft. I will most likely always write my own spells, but this is where I find a lot of people faltering along their path, is they don't write their own spells because... They're still learning. Oh, I'm still learning. Oh, I'm still learning. Okay, well, where do you stop only learning and start putting things into action? So that brings up another really good question. And I'm going I'm to get to that in just a minute. So, I, But I wanted to ask briefly before I forgot. What's everyone's opinion or take on the, the balance? Because I've seen this being debated even recently in a few circles, uh, particularly online, because we all know that if there's a debate or an argument or some sort of bullshit drama, it's gonna be somewhere online. Um, but what's your idea, what's your personal belief and experience on the balance between your intent in a spell and the actual ingredients that you need to use? Because 
the components, the, the ingredients that we incorporate into our spells, those are also items that do hold mm-hmm. power. They, they have they, spirits. And they have spirits in particular purpose. So which do you feel is, is more important or, or which do you, you tend to focus on in your own working? It's 50-50. You need to have pure intent. You need to know what you want. But you also need to know your components. Just because someone online years ago said that rosemary can be used for whatever the all substitute the for all herbs. The, the substitute the, the, the substitute <laughs> for every herb is rosemary <coughs> does not mean that rosemary is going to function and work the same way herbs and plant spirits have their own personalities lavender reacts to to energies much differently than rosemary would Rosemary is a lot more aggressive, a lot more fiery, while lavender is a lot more airy, a little bit more akin to water. So you need <clears throat> to know both. You need okay. to know okay. both. So you're, so you're kind of of the opinion that, that you, you really do need to kind of apply those both mm-hmm. equally. How does everybody else feel about that? Okay, I feel a spell is like a recipe, mm-hmm. right? All the ingredients must be in there, right? Okay. And... If you know how to cook, you know that sometimes the ingredients go in a certain order. Hmm. That's exactly how I feel about the spell, right? I'm not saying that it has to be one, two, three, four, five, six. No, but there are, I would say there are process behind it. For example, recipe. Yeah, I believe that it's really important that you know the properties and the correspondences of the herbs or whatever tools you use it. Right? You need to know. I do agree with Austin in the sense that they have their own personality, their own spirit that you need to connect to. Right? Mm-hmm. But also, my intention and my intention behind it, it would be almost like the fire making those ingredients work together. Because you put rosemary and lavender together, that doesn't mean that they're going to work and do the work for you. You have to put that intention, mm-hmm. that fire behind it, so those ingredients may work together to cast the spell. If not, you're not doing it right. If you don't if you don't have that image in your head about combining all things together so that working mm-hmm. progresses, then you're not casting a spell. You're just adding things mm-hmm. in it and not doing nothing. Everything you want to add to that? Ariana. No, I basically agree with both of them. But I have a question for you guys. Okay. Does it have to be on a specific day or a specific time? Mm. Or does does that so, even matter so, at all? So correspondences? Correspondences are very important. That's, they're important, yeah. However, as someone who works magic on the fly very frequently, if I need... That means he's disorganized and chaotic. <laughs> I'm very organized. You are a burden to this coven. Just kidding. Day. <laughs> Please go on, go on, Austin. Ten no, lashes. No, 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 no. I think what Austin was trying to say is that yes, it is very good to be paying attention to specific correspondences, but those also can't become dogmatic approaches to our practice, right? Mm-hmm. So we need to be be willing to kind of flex and and change, right? Yep. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> Who, who, so, so let's talk about this because this is, I think, another really good, uh, thing, you know, to kind of discuss, you know, like what, 
in, in looking at the balance between something, say, like ingredients and the other things that we use to align our workings, our spells, and, and our intent, um, how would you guys recommend like like that to, to say, newer practitioners? Like, like really, what, what are the importances of correspondences? Well, first of all, it gives you some sort of structure. Okay. Yeah, I believe that correspondence is, it doesn't matter if we're talking about days of the week, month, <clears throat> um, herbs, stones, whatever it is, right? You need to work with those correspondences. You need to. So you can learn from it. Right. It gives you some sort of structure. And when you learn your correspondences, you actually realize that you are actually learning the structure of a spell hmm. because that information will give you basically how to work with things right even if it is a day and i do agree with austin too i don't need on a specific day or on a specific moon phase or planetary alignment to do something mm -hmm. i'm a witch and i can create it on my own but if you would like the assistance of hmm those correspondences that would be different because I, we all here can take a candle mm -hmm. grab it on our hands charge that candle create a sigil and light it mm -hmm. and we can do whatever spell we want with the, to do just with that just with that right the only difference is that when we use correspondences, herbs, or days of the week, we are using that alignment or that energy in our favor, which adds to the energy that we are raising, which adds to the spell. This is why we use this. Okay, yeah, that's a good explanation. So, so Austin, what kind of spells would I want to do on a Thursday? Domination <laughs> spells. Okay, why domination? Thursday is ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is the king. Therefore, to make someone do what you want them to do, you will use Jupiter's influence therein. Are there other spells that could be done on, on a Thursday? Because of the reasons that Austin explained, mm -hmm. money spells. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does this also change during the day or the night? Traditionally, as the hands rise, so as the sun is rising, you will want to do things that are of a more positive manner, something that is more gaining. Um, as the sun would fall or as the hands would fall, you would want to do something along the lines of banishment or baneful magics. Same thing with the moon. When the moon is waxing, it means it is getting bigger. Therefore, we will work spells of increase in fertility. If the moon is waning, then we are going to work spells of banishment and uh, usually baneful workings. But once again, it's all in how you work it. Because you could totally do a baneful working during a waxing moon to increase <clears throat> illness in someone. Or in the morning. Or in the morning. Because you're using that energy of the sun That's to increase true. whatever it is. That's true. A lot of people don't realize that the sun can also be used to harm. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Always... Yes. So, no, I, I know no one in this room would ever do any kind of baneful working. No. Ever. Oh, girl, that's bullshit, and you know it. <laughs> no, but the angel. Oh, fuck that. I... The angel. No, I'll fuck no. someone up funny. Yeah, you guys need to be careful. You're going to have that whole roll of three bullshit coming back on you. Oh, my God. I am not a Wiccan anymore. 
Therefore, that law does not apply to me. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, how about Wednesdays? What spells would you do on a Wednesday? Spells for commerce. 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 Okay, and so okay, so Wednesday is influenced by Mercury. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like administration, communication, right? Mm-hmm. I can see prosperity on Wednesdays too. Yeah, prosperity. Prosperity of a different prosperity. kind. I'll you. I'll do Wednesdays for like gate crashers or road openers or blockbusters. Okay. Yeah, like for example, justice spells like for court. Mm, okay. Those are really you know those days are really good for it because. Mm-hmm. Communication. It would open. It would, like you said, rope. You know, open a road for what you want that to do. No. Which also can use Thursday for that because mm-hmm. a domination spell you can dominate at the court case. You see, it's like yeah, no rules. Okay. So, all right, cool. Some cool, cool talk on some correspondences there. Yeah. I, I, okay. Let's let's go with numbers real quick. Oh, just sure. for okay. just with one and two. Yeah. Just just two numbers. So what? What would you use the number one for? Mm. Well, I mean, like, for focus, focus, I could see because, like, like I want that, like, that one thing, right? Yes. Or for things that were kind of more about, like, the self, like, that prime number, yeah. right? One, so. Yeah, and two. Balance. Balance, yeah. And also, another thing that I think is fair to mention is that you've got to understand that when you do a spell and you're using... You know, using not the number specifically, but when you are chanting, when you're writing, or when you're doing something, you want to keep things uneven. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Not on pairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the, if you've ever gotten any of my conjure oils, if you ever look at that, there are there are more ingredients in the master oil than are in the bottle. So when I bottle it, I do put three roots or herbs or what have you in it just because that number is so powerful and I want to keep it odd because that allows on an energetic level for the other individual to put their own oomph into it. So odd. So would you say odd numbers are a witch's friend? Yes. Okay. Even right. the number five. Well, yeah, yeah, but even though five <laughs> is ruled by Mars and Mars is all about destruction and chaos. Yeah, but let's <laughs> let's let's not hate on the pair numbers because yeah. if I want to stop someone for doing something, I would use pairs. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Those, yeah if those, I want to control someone, I would use pairs. So even numbers are good for for foundation and stability. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and and holding. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Well, and in Hoodoo, five is a fixing pattern. Yep, it is. Yeah. In my tradition, f- five is basically heal- a healing number. Gotcha. You know, we would do, uh, 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 for example, if we were doing like uh, um, some sort of healing mm-hmm. or, or, or cleansing, yeah. we would do it like we would repeat the process five times. It uh-huh. doesn't mean that it's a long process, but a short process, mm-hmm. five times. Okay. Okay, so I would like you guys, somebody, not everybody necessarily, but. Um, what's the difference between a spell and a ritual? <gasps> Ariana. Hi. Ari. Yeah, you've been real quiet over there. Yeah. She's like, it's been a long day. Leave me alone. <laughs> um. I want someone else. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, I think, you know, like in, in many traditions, including our own, 
you know, we see this distinction, and I think this is a good thing to discuss because I know that this is a question that a lot of newer witches have. So, so spells are, of course, going to be those things that we do when we need to make some sort of change happen, right? Like, but it's usually something that's very personal, right? It's usually got some sort of mundane, perhaps kind of effect or manifestation in the world, you know, and it's something that primarily is going to originate within the self, right? Uh, and benefit the self, or perhaps maybe someone that we're close to and care about. Where a ritual would be, what would you say, like primarily honorific or ceremonial? Does anybody want to elaborate on that? Well, I always say that um, um, a ritual, it usually is for honoring and doing offerings and recognizing uh, a deity, a period uh, of, uh, of the year, a sabbat or a or anything. Right, even if it is honoring yourself, because we have rituals that mm -hmm. you honor yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, a spell is more about action. It's more mm -hmm. about okay. I I'm going to get this. I want this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for this person. You know, to have a result, an action that will require uh, intention behind it, more intense intention mm -hmm. than a ritual. Okay. <clears throat> Those two can combine, though. Okay. Oh, they can't. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's no hard line there. I don't think. Yeah. But, but I know that that's something that can be a little confusing yeah. for a lot of newer practitioners. So I want. I, I just need to ask. Yeah. How many of you here would do a cutting cord spell? Um. Like, for us, or just no, no, just no. In general. In general, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use a spell for that. I would not use a spell work for that. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I think we all have seen so many, how, how many videos of cutting cords? Oh, God. Are you talking about, you're talking about the two candles? Yes. With the string yes. tied? Yes. Okay, yeah. Sabrina. I, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, don't, I don't understand, you know, the, these trends that people jump on and yeah, anyway. Yeah. But why would you not do a spell for cutting a cord? Because it doesn't require a spell. First off, if you're going to cut a cord, you better be damn sure you want to cut that cord. Because just because you're heartbroken and you're just hurting so much, I'm going to cut the cord and get rid of it. That's not how that works. You're trying to spiritually bypass your actual fucking healing process. So yeah. what you need to do, what you need to do is feel it and heal. And if it's really that horrible and that bad, go to a therapist and do some shadow work, but don't try and cut a cord because if 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 a person can if this individual that you have a cord cord attached to drops dead in front of you and your first response is to cry versus oh I guess that's bad and then move about your day you're not ready for a cord cutting a cord cord cutting is something that the light workers and the new age movement has brought into the world to to try and make people feel better and really it's bullshit and you can get really messed up by having someone do a cord cutting on you if you're not ready and that's all i'll say about that see, this is a this is a, a <laughs> delicate subject for you austin it's because i've had several clients 
find us mm-hmm. and find me after yeah. going to a light worker telling them they need to cut the cord to their ex. Yeah. They need to cut the cord to their ex. And, and energetically, they've been really screwed up. And what happens is this person who's a Reiki master. Now, here's the thing. I'm a Reiki master of several different lineages. Not anywhere in any practice of Reiki do you ever fucking talk about cord cutting because it's not something you're going to do. So but this person... It's almost like he's yelling at us. This person shows up, and this has happened several times, and it's yeah. always this person. They come to me, and they're distressed and distraught because this person has found their way back into their life, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And upon doing a reading and upon scanning their aura, I see that their aura looks like it is Swiss cheese. It has been taken and ravaged by a light worker and an, or, or someone else who doesn't know what they're doing. And then not only do I have to fix that, I now have to hopefully help them with this cord cutting. That's not actually a fucking cord cutting. And I have to tell them they're back in your life because you're refusing to let them go. Well, we all know that we have several people at the shop coming to us for cord cutting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Drink, you okay? drink, calm, calm easy, down. Drink, drink, calm easy. Down. drink <laughs> your soda. Drink your soda. I just soda. get so upset with shit like this because light workers take advantage and ruin it. And witches just. I thought that was the last thing he was going to say. We just go right up. We go right behind them and clean up their your, messes. Here, take Sorry. Your, your lavender eye pillow. Here, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> well, what, right. I was, what, I was, what I wanted to say, the reason Sorry. why I asked this question mm-hmm. is because I see a lot of misunderstanding with that. And when you're going to do a cord cutting, it's not something like Austin said, it's not something that you just do. You know, you got to be extremely ready, meaning that your emotional process, you've done it. Mm-hmm. It's done. Yeah. You're grieving for that relationship or that connection. It's done. Mm-hmm. You understand and you know and you have internalized that you no longer want to be part or connected to that person. So it's not just something that you go like and done. Yeah. You have to be prepared to do that. And even though if you're prepared, we're talking about energetic mm-hmm. connections mm-hmm. that will not be severed by a spell. Yeah. Not that a spell is not strong enough. No, it means that you have to go deep enough. Yeah. It's more personal mm-hmm. than just a spell. Yeah. Now a question. If you're going to do a cord cutting, does it have to be on someone who's alive? Mm-hmm. Well, to be completely honest, if I'm going to, for example, if I'm going to do a cord cutting from the living person, that still feel connected to the dead spirit, I will. I can do a cord cutting. But if it is that the spirit of that person doesn't want to let go, that immediately becomes an attachment. And it's not a cord cutting. Mm-hmm. It's a, an attachment removal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is similar, but yes, but still also a bit different. Um, I think there's a lot of other collateral kinds of damage that people don't think about when they do a cord cutting too. Because you're basically saying to you know whatever you want to call it you know the universe whatever the fuck you want to call it anyway basically saying like like you're basically saying no to fate when you do that right you're basically like no not this thing right and so which is fine because we have free will 
you know, we can change those things, but, but then those powers have to kind of move things around a little bit now to kind of readjust. Now you've, you've basically punched a hole in your life and something's got to fill that, you know? Yep. And so people don't think about some of the, the, the consequences to a working like that, even if they could do something like that effectively through spell work, you really, you do have to kind of consider the unknowns with something yep. like that. And you know, and be prepared. Like I, these people who've come in, you know, I, and I don't want to keep, you know, ragging on cord cutting, but, but we've had a few people, I think all of us who have come in, who've been like, well, I did a cord cutting and I just felt so much better after. And I was like, then you didn't do a cord cutting because cord cuttings are not going to make you feel good. They're going to yep. make you feel like shit. Cord cuttings <clears throat> are like, like a deep tissue massage. Afterwards, you'll usually feel some sort of lightness and release. And then within the next couple hours, you're going to feel like you were hit by a Mack truck. Yes. Spiritually, mentally, <clears throat> emotionally, and physically. I would describe cord cutting as shadow work without the integration of the shadow. Oh, all right. Simple, there you go. As simple okay. as that. Okay. What's everybody's opinion on the whole, you shouldn't be casting spells until you have several months slash years of training under your belt? Bullshit. Once okay. again... How long are you going to study before you get practical and start doing it? You're not going to learn and you're not going to grow if you don't do it. Guess what? If you fuck up a spell, congratulations. You're a witch. Witches have done it for centuries now. Not only that, you don't know how many spells we all have casted without even knowing. Yeah. Chances are you've already done one. So yeah. you, we've already done one. Even when you were a kid. When you were a child. <laughs> when you were making love potions in the bathtub. Or, the, or, 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 isn't or poisonous Isn't that more of a tradition ones. thing, though, too? I did poison like, isn't Is that more of a Wiccan thing? The year and no. a day? Or is it, no. Where did that come from? So the year and a day is a Wiccan thing. It does come from Wicca. Ew. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. From day one, from your first degree, you're not just studying, you're implementing, you're putting things into practice. So these individuals are like, no, don't do a spell until you've studied for a year and a day. Okay, well, fuck that. This isn't college. Okay. This well, I think most of us, we, we tend to learn better as we're doing. Yeah. Right? Like, we, like experience is a really powerful mm -hmm. teacher. And not only that, the reason why you're doing a spell is also the integration of you within the spell. So you need to experience and learn how you're going to feel when you're doing certain spells. How your body's going to react. Mm -hmm. How your energy is okay. going to raise, deplenish. It's, it's so many different things mm -hmm. that we need to consider that not only study. Well, yeah. and all of, the, all of that whole idea of not doing something until you're ready is based in fear. It's based in fear. You're never going to be ready to cast the spell until you do it. Period. Would you study a whole car before you started to drive? Like, that just doesn't make sense. You're not going to learn to drive until you actually drive. Like, <laughs> Very true. Speaking of fear, is there any spell, and I, I'm trying to figure out how to word this, because there's a part of me that enjoys chaos, <laughs> and I'm I'm trying to figure out how to word this to get the point across, but also at the same time in a very twisted and evil way, to inspire some of our listeners maybe to try these things. Because, you know, I wake up and I choose violence. Um, is there... Yes. I crave violence. I crave violence. Uh, is there... Is there Breaking the law. Exactly. They're exactly, right? That's what we do as witches, right? We break the law. We're heretics. We're rebels. Is there anything that you would say... What kind of spell would you not do? Is there a spell that you would not do? 
No. No? No. Okay. I will do whatever spell is necessary at that time that my spirits have directed me that I need to do. With some divination. Yep. And some, okay. All right. Okay. I will hex. I will curse. I will heal. I will bind. I will cast love spells. Mm. I will dominate someone without them knowing I'm a witch. And that's what I do. I don't think there's any spell that any spells that I would not do. I don't think so. You know, you can think for or all the listeners, you can think the most twisted evil in your eyes spell I would do if it is necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it is justified, oh hell yeah, I'm going to do it. Well, and that goes that goes back to something that you talk about a lot, Vlad. You talk about how the, the different morality that we have as witches, yes. or how we have to cultivate a different morality mm-hmm. yeah. as witches. We have to be able to look at something that a lot of other people would say that's evil, and be able to say only in a particular situation. In this situation, this is perfectly valid and probably actually maybe a good thing to do. Well, yeah. Austin also brought up like I think if his spirits or you know something that requires him to do it, then it's mm-hmm. like. Who am I to argue with those spirits? And once again, like some deities, it's like our understanding of good and evil doesn't necessarily correlate. Yeah, correlate with them. They don't have the same moral compass that we do. How about you, Mike? Is there a spell you would or would not do? No. So we're all in agreement. We will do whatever spell is necessary. Well, stabby stab, kill kill. That's what we do as witches, right? <laughs> we 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 go where there's power. And we we are not fearful, and we of course we we I think always all of us at least in this room, we all stay mindful. I think we all have a an understanding through the processes of the divination that we do, and and just you know the experience that we have with prior years of spell work. We all, I think most of us have an understanding of the consequences that can result from say a more what would you call it like a intense a more intense or we'll say like a less savory kind of a working you know like, consequence like more yeah. painful not kinds of karma not threefold law <clears throat> yeah. consequence or yeah. the action the reaction to the action exactly there is a big difference to that mm-hmm. we as witches understand that there's always going to be consequences but the thing is that not all consequences are bad and maybe what i'm looking for is mm-hmm. the consequence of what i did yeah well, exactly. I mean, the consequences to your working could be that you just, you get the result you want, right? Exactly. Those are the consequences. And exactly. Then, you know, and then everybody's, well, I won't say everybody, but you're happy, right? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, so um, does anybody have any uh, feelings on doing spells for others? And I'm, I'm saying that mainly because we all in this room, uh, we've, we've done spell work. We do spell work for, for people like clients and people come in and actually like they hire us to do spell work for them. Yeah. Um, any, any, any suggestion on that or any bits of advice for that for, for people think... who might be curious, like, like, should I just do this for myself or is it. Hmm? That goes back to what Austin brought up in the beginning of the, doing the divination part. Um, okay. because specifically if someone's like, I want you to help me fuck someone up. Then it's, um, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Austin, you're being so disruptive tonight. Jeez. Then you need to find out, like, <clears throat> are they right? Do I need to help them? Or are they in the wrong? Okay. And you do have to do some divination there because people lie. 
Yeah, they do. They, they, they do. do. And yeah. I, I also feel like, for example, um, I did a consultation today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And I felt that her power, her emotions were needed for that spell. And I felt like, you know, she was in some sort of control that she was going to be. She was going to be able to do the spell for her. Right. Mm -hmm. So. I, my advice for you is that if you go for, 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 for a consultation with a witch and the witch out of nowhere tells you, oh, this is going to cost you this much mm. and I will do, you know, uh, uh, be skeptical. Yeah. Be skeptical, yeah. you know, because as a witch, at least me here, I can talk about me, mm -hmm. myself. If I feel like you're capable of doing the spell, I will teach you how to do it. Right? Yeah. And I will let you do it. Yeah. If for some reason that spell didn't work for you, then you can come back to me. Yeah. And I'll do the spell for you. But my work here, working in a place like this, and somebody that, that I know is starting to learn witchcraft, is not to do things for you. It's to teach you. And the yeah. consultation yeah. is part of it. But yeah, I've done curses for people and I go for divination. Yeah, I, I, I need to check. Okay. And, and domination spell. And sometimes, sometimes I'm going to be very honest. Sometimes I'm like, well, this person doesn't deserve it. But at the same time, I don't like him. <laughs> and I just do it. Okay. Yeah. And I just do it. Yeah. Right. Not because I'm trying to hurt anybody, but because I feel like even though I did divination and maybe the, the divination said, well, maybe this person doesn't deserve that. I still have free will. Yeah. And I can do as I please. As yeah. a witch, yeah. I do as right. I please. That's true. Yeah, your rules are, your, are just that. They're your rules. I do what I want. You do what you want. So, All right. Cool. Well, thank you, everybody, for, for talking with me on, on spellcasting. And hopefully those of you listening found found some, some good information there. Let's... Uh, Let's let's switch gears. What are we loving about witchcraft right now? Anybody? Oh. We're not loving anything about witchcraft right now, apparently. <laughs> I will say there there are moments where I do see like the community pop up, whether that's in like our small community of people like helping each other learn and grow. And I will even say there are times on TikTok, even though I know we like harsh on them a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> there are times where it's like, I do see people where it's like, no, I, I want to actually teach people and stuff. Not just us, but there's this girl in England I watch and mm -hmm. um, some other people. Sorry, I can't. Well, there, there are many, else, there are but, many on social media uh, that are yeah. actually mm -hmm. like doing legitimate, yeah. like they're, they're good teachers. And yeah. it's like, you know, they have knowledge and stuff like that and reliable sources. Mm -hmm. So... I, I enjoy that, seeing that it's like people are actually wanting to help others to grow correctly. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I agree. That's a good thing. Yeah, community is always a good thing. Yeah. If it is truthful. Yeah, that, yeah that's if it's supportive community. Yeah, yeah. yeah very yeah. Good, good point. Yeah, I Anyone think, else? I think that uh, I think I mentioned this before, but I'm not sure in one of the previous episodes. But I do see a lot of people, you know, talking about shadow work, you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 and how to do how to do things, right? Um, again, you don't have to have my opinion on this. A lot of people go at it in a, diff a very different way that I go at it. Um, um, but it's good that 
people are being mindful of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because obviously it's a necessary process for the true healing of the self. Yeah. So that's a good thing. It's something that yeah. I like. Okay. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you know, all, all of us in this room are big proponents of shadow work. So, yeah. So, no, I think that that's excellent. Yeah. Do you so. love something, Austin? About I'm... Witchcraft? Austin loves nothing. I love you guys. Oh. <laughs> and 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 Mr. Key over there. Hi, Odin. Oh no, I'm Hi, sorry. Hi, friend. He's he is he is not not here for me tonight, and I I'm, just, <laughs> I'm very upset. One of our one of our studio cat managers is just is and I are having a bit of a tiff. Yeah. What are I'm, you loving about witchcraft? I'm loving. <clears throat> No, it was there. I actually had something. Like, I thought about it, and now it's gone. <laughs> Must not have been important. <laughs> yeah. Nothing I say is. Hmm. Pacha. Uh, I'm... I knew what it was. I'm loving... I love seeing um, other witches from all around the world um, joining together um, to affect things on a political level uh things like the george floyd trial mm, um yes i mean you have you have one of your own personal students who's been doing some awesome stuff there i don't know if i call him a student he's more like a mentee i guess like i'm, I'm mentoring him on a few things but, um i yeah. wouldn't even say like politically because there's even the australian wildfires that like that's a true. whole bunch of people yeah, came like we together. had a whole network of witches around the world and like mm -hmm. we summoned cyclones unintentionally but we <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so that's what i'm loving i'm loving i guess that kind of ties on the community but i'm loving that like in this day and age we have the ability see this is where modern witchcraft is amazing because yeah i get it old dusty tomes and things are very alluring oh. but as a modern witch we have the ability to like shoot something out there on social media and within minutes have hundreds of thousands of people go, cool, what day, what time? Yep. Is there any particular sigil that I'm going to be working with? Is there an incantation we're going to be doing? To actually join together and perform magic on a worldwide level. It's I amazing. About, I was about to sing a song, but I I, I just figured that you were, you were gonna take over. Oh, what song are you gonna sing? Together forever. Oh. Hmm. Uh, did you just rickroll? He us? just rickrolled you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've been you've been rickrolled. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Oh, oh I knew it. You see. Okay. What are we hating about witchcraft? What are we well, hating about witchcraft? I have mixed feelings about a few things. I'm going to start hating on mirrors. My, not the mirrors, but the... The fear? The fear of the mirrors. What the hell? Spirits come through them, Vlad. You just don't know. Hmm. Yes, they do. But as a witch, you have the control over it. If they are going... To use that as a gateway or a portal or not. We do understand that obviously there are some things and some traditions that they cover their mirrors uh, for different reasons. Yeah. But if you come to think of it, that happened when, you know, uh, they were paying respects 
with the body and the home of yeah. the person. Yeah. Right. And that is very rare right now. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Even if you still practice something like that, like covering your mirrors when someone in your family dies, that's fine. Right. Those are cultural traditions that I do understand. But like, I don't have mirrors in my house because fear. So yeah. I, I guess you either you never look at your image because yeah. then you are afraid of whatever it is there. Yeah. Well, is it just mirrors? Because that includes every reflective surface. <coughs> exactly. Because I'm looking yeah. at my TV right now and I can see basically all of us sitting on the TV or sit, uh, oh. sitting on the couch. Yeah, I was going to say, we're <laughs> sitting on a TV. We look, we look nice. I think well, we look nice. On the reflective yeah. surface in a way, yes. Yeah, yeah. water. Yeah, I agree with you because I had I had an interaction. I had some snot private message me in response to something <laughs> I had said about mirrors. And if you're listening to this podcast, you are. You're a snot. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but I had somebody message me and they were um, basically like, like, you just don't mean, 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 you don't understand. And that's not what this is about at all. And spirits come through mirrors. And I was like, okay, one... If a spirit really is that curious about you or wants to get into your space, they don't need a mirror. They don't. Those spirits are not bound to the physical laws that we are bound to. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand the whole mirror thing, and I agree with you, Vlad. It's it's just it seems like fear and superstition that is has somehow now also been brought into witchcraft practice. Yeah. And we are supposed to be the ones that people are superstitious. Yeah, right? We're the ones people are supposed to be afraid of. Yeah, not and spirits me. too. Yeah, and we are not supposed to be afraid of spirits or mirrors mm -hmm. or anything. Yeah. And like I was saying, every reflective, you know, I do water scrying, right? Yeah. And when I look that what I'm looking is a reflection just like a mirror. You know? Yeah. It's everything, everywhere is a reflection. You know, you go to a building and the building has all this glass glass yeah. of windows yeah. and, and and everything is reflected. Mm. Well, so I are, are, are you going to go and break all those? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I guess, I mean, if you wanted to get, you know, uh, if you wanted to be literal about those superstitions too, the mirrors in those old superstitions were always the old fashioned mirrors that were made with yeah. silver and other natural components. Yeah. And mirrors are not made that way anymore. Not anymore. I mean, I can't think of the last time I encountered a silver mirror, you know, or a mirror that had a silver backing. You know, they just don't make those things anymore. And again, if you have a silver mirror and you don't want it because it's haunted, Feel free to send it to me. Yeah, I we love collecting things like that. Oh yeah, we we love haunted objects. It's it's fun to 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 kind of pick up on, on some of those things. I think that's why we all like antique stores, don't we? Yeah. We just we just go in and we just 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 nom 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 on all the all the energy that's been left on the uh, the object. I love haunted objects because I'm a witch, and if something's really that problematic, I'll get rid of it. Exactly. Or, or use it. Or, or make use it, a, it. Or make it a servitor. Yep. Yes. There you go. Yes. Which I'm is what, here which to is, cause this. Which is the way that 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 experience and intelligent witches handle these kinds of situations. We do not allow mundane human fears to limit our witchcraft practice. Please remember that if you are listening to this episode. You yeah. cannot let fear run your practice. And, yeah. So what I'm hating about witchcraft is the reliance on crystals. You don't like but crystals? I love crystals. Here's the thing. I'm hiding my crystals. I love crystals. I love shiny things. You were looking if I had a crystal hanging on my neck. No, I'm yes, not. Yes, you were about you to judge me. you have crystals right there. You were about to judge me. You've got well, crystals you right have there. Crystals well, you're on wearing your crystals, wrist. Awesome. I know. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's, <laughs> here's not, my pet peeve. Here is my pet peeve. You have a mirror in your eyes, your glasses. Yep. Spirits are going to come through your eyes. They're going to get you, Ari. 
Well, they gonna get you, girl. Good. So, they can pay my debts. There you go. <laughs> so there's this idea, and and I don't get me wrong. Like I said, I love crystals. I love shinies. Are you kidding? I know my I know my crystals. I know my shit. So here's the thing. People come in. And it's always, it's always. People come in. These, these are the interactions I have with people. At the store. At the sh- oh, at the shop. <laughs> the okay, no, just right now. What crystal would bring me luck? None of them. What crystal will bring me love? None of them. What crystal will do this for me? None of them. They're not going to. The crystals themselves do have spirits. They have spirits and they have energies that will work with you, but wearing that chunk of tourmaline around your neck isn't going to protect you from, from demonic energies if you haven't asked it to do that. It's just going to ground. Wearing that piece of selenite is going to do nothing for you. Carrying around a piece of, oh God, blue lace agate isn't going to help you with your communication if you don't actively try to do that stuff they're energies that can assist but they're not gonna do the heavy lifting for you that's what's bothering me in witchcraft so would you say it's like hiring an employee without telling that employee what to do yeah essentially essentially yeah they'll be able to do the the baseline stuff you hire you hire an employee at oh it's a we'll just go with a janitor and you hire an employee as a janitor so they know the custodians custodians janitors what have you they know their job is to clean that's it they they don't know how frequently they don't know what products to use they don't know if there's protocol or anything like that they just they're they, they just clean Okay. Selenite is the custodian of the crystal world. Thank you for saying that because you mentioned selenite a moment ago and I was going to say, can we talk briefly about how selenite doesn't charge things? Oh, I keep but, seeing but, people trying to use selenite to can charge you, Can things. you source that? It's like selenite does not charge. It What's your source? Things. What's your source? Uh, basically, you know, just about everything that's ever been written by these stones, if you can call any of that reliable information, because that too is also UPG. <laughs> And, you know, the practices of probably several, I would say, probably, well, at least several tens of crystallogists that I'm familiar with around the world who actually work with crystals mm-hmm. at a professional level. Well, let's let's talk about <clears throat> why people think selenite charges. Because lightworkers! Lightworkers think it thinks charges. <laughs> and here's the thing. It doesn't charge. And you want to know why your crystals feel better and more alive after you put them on that little slab of selenite because the selenite just cleared off all of your bullshit all of your undirected intention that you've placed on them all of it this crystal's gonna bring me money because i'm putting it in my bra are you wearing a bra yes there there's a video you did basically stating this whole thing where selenite cleanses does not charge and someone was arguing with you and she did this like duetted video and she's like look at the source and i read it and i'm like it still states that it cleanses and clears just because it says the word charge in there that's not what it was saying if you actually read the whole paragraph you'd know what it was saying 
And this goes into what critical thinking I'm hating is proper sourcing. Because uh, a lot of people will just say, this is the thing, and it's truth. And people are like, I agree with that. I read that headline. It is I didn't my even truth. click the link. And I'm like, what is your source? And they're like, fuck you, blocked. And I'm like, oh. You're gatekeeping. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we fucking are. I am, and I will be. Because if you are not allowed in my space, you will not have what I have. There you go. Simple enough. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's my safe space. Sorry, I got to. I, I okay. to do it. Well, Trigger. I mean, Austin was yelling earlier. <laughs> we, we've all had a chance to oh. yell tonight. Okay, so Ariana, so back to what you were saying. So, so what would you recommend to people to combat that though? This whole like, like, oh, I read this somewhere, and all of a sudden I'm going to make this my reality. What would you recommend that people do to to kind of counter that a little bit? Well, if they said they read it, I'd be like, where would you read that from? Was it a book? Was it an mm-hmm. article? Like, if they could provide that, then cool, I'll go look that up. And if I'm reading it and I'm like, okay, well, where did they source this? It's a lot of sourcing. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of research. And I'm going to say it because I say it at everyone I'm in. Mm. There is no easy button in witchcraft. Do your work. Do your work. (laughs) So is it good, do you think, to like, to kind of like, say, so you've got one piece of information. Because I talk about this a lot with herbalism. You know, I tell people like, try to get your information on the herbs you want to use and the way that you want to use them try to get that information from at least three different sources yes yes because that way you will actually have a good rounded bit of information yeah you also gotta uh, uh, also think about that different cultural traditions and different traditions they use different things you know and they might use it for uh how would i say this like uh uh like for something different that we use it mm-hmm. right but that would be still within the correspondence okay yeah of the herb or stone or, or, or whatever we use it okay. no even say this if i see the word angel in there i'm probably not going to trust that website yep because <laughs> like, yeah. angels are not witchcraft right well <clears throat> but i'm not saying we don't believe in angels but angels are not witchcraft it's more if i go on there and it's a new age christian site i'm gonna leave yeah. Because, one, that doesn't jive with me. And, two, most of those sites that I have read on there, it's fluff. That's all I get from it is fluff yeah. and fear. It's, yeah, I don't know why people go to... It's like You go to... Okay, so I, I guess analogy. Like, you're, you know, you've got something wrong with your foot. You're going to go to the dentist to get that fixed. Like, if you want to learn something on witchcraft, why are you going to go to the New Age community or the lightworkers? Because they are terrified of witchcraft. Well, so... It's because they tell you what you want to hear and you don't want to accept the actual truth. And at the yep. end... Oh, oh God. And at the We're end... We're called the Salty Witches. That is true. Yeah. And at the end, what is... What happens? They always come to They us. always. That's true. They do. They always, always come, they come always, back to a later, witch. always find or, a witch. Or... The stupid light workers send them to us anyways. Oh, God, yeah. yes, yes. We, <laughs> yeah. we have so many people that come in to see us because they their lives have been ruined by the light workers. And then when the shit gets really, really rough and difficult to deal with, yeah, the light workers, they, they bail. They're like, oh, too much, can't deal with it, go see the witches. And we do. We clean up all their messes. Well, we clean up their messes. Or, or we get the people who don't like what we're telling them. And so they choose to reject the reality that we are giving them and then proceed to go 
back to the light workers. And then when they're not seeing results there, even though they're hearing everything they want to hear and they come back to us, they're left in this loop of just being lost. Yeah. Just they're lost because they don't want to hear. Sorry, there's no easy button in witchcraft. Oh, you are hearing voices. You should probably go see a psychiatrist. Oh, but I'm sorry. Can you do like a quantum metatronic healing on me? No, because oh. I don't do that. You didn't use the word angel. <clears throat> no. Oh, angel. I know. I'm sorry. And shaman. And, then, yeah, and uh, shaman. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> a quantum angelic shamanic healing. Quantum. <laughs> yes, quantum. Healing. Fifth dimensional. Quantum shamanic angelic healing. Shamanic? Just, uh, shamanic. Oh, shamanic. Angelic. angelic. Peruvian? Yes. Oh, God. Don't get me started on in Peruvian shamanism. So, so, <laughs> so, so that's, that seems to be the thing. Because, I mean, if you, like, going back to crystals, if you go to the lightworker sites, all crystals connect you to your angel. And all crystals connect you to your divine higher self. Okay, first off, you're already connected to your divine, quote-unquote, higher self. Um, you're going to find more value if you ground instead of trying to raise your vibration, which we as humans physically cannot do. Want to know why? Because we are physical human constructs in a fleshy prison. We cannot vibrate higher, otherwise we will fall through the floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think we've hated enough. Oh no! I have, one, I have one. I want to add. Okay, the yes. one thing. The one thing. <laughs> no, no. I was just going to mention another one. Go ahead. Oh no! I was going to say the, the thing I'm hating about witchcraft right now. Yes. Is new little witches who are just really kind of getting their 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 mojo going and doing some cool shit, using Elmer's glue to steal their witch bottles. Mm -hmm. I'm not really hating this. I just had to bring this up because I saw this this week and I saw the horrendous behavior of the lesser educated and like the ignorant hateful elements of the witchcraft community ripping down this child because she used elmer glue to seal a witch bottle a spell a spell jar and i'm like yeah what happened there i briefly saw something and i was like i'm not gonna oh yeah i even this, i I, uh... I even stitched it did you did oh you yes okay oh, okay yes yeah, i she, did yeah she used elmer's glue to seal a spell jar i think this was on tiktok yeah yeah and like like the witch community basically cracked in half you had all of these morons that were like oh my god she used glue how dare she it's like okay one this is a child she's new two there's nothing fucking wrong with using glue in a it's spell. sealed it's a, it's seals, exactly. So all of these people are like, oh my god, you can't use glue. And I was like, well, obviously, who the fuck taught you? Because clearly you don't know shit about shit. If you think you can't sew, then you, you cannot have. sew. Because, exactly. oh, you cannot sew. Exactly, you know. Well, yeah. these are also probably the same people who, the minute you challenge them, will go off. And these are probably the same people who are causing so much fucking drama that every single time I get onto TikTok, it's... <gasps> Someone said something bad about me. Someone hexed me. Like, grow the fuck up. Are you an adult or not? No? Yeah. Why? Anyway, I, once again, I just want to be clear. I'm not hating on that, really. I just had to bring it up because... No, I good saw on that, that, that was, kid. So that was something, like, it got a lot of hate. And I felt really, un, really bad about that. I felt really conflicted about that because... And I just hope, I just hope that whoever this, this young practitioner is, that she does not allow that stupidity and that ignorance, that hatred to shut her down in her practice. What I have to say to the supposed elders 
that you've self-appointed yourself in the community who tear down the new people for hey, doing us. something like that. No, we will educate. If if someone came in, because here's the thing, someone always comes in. I got the, 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 the both ways. <laughs> we educate. We are here to educate. And a lot of it comes across in very salty, very abrupt manners. But if I'm seeing someone doing their best and they're just starting out, we all know my opinions on spell jars. I think spell jars are bullshit. But this individual, this was probably their first spell. How dare you? People in the community. I had no idea that this was going to rile him up again. Appointed themselves <laughs> elders. I thought this was my hate thing, not his. How <clears throat> dare you? You're one and the same. How yeah. dare you? You should be ashamed of yourselves. I feel deep shame. <laughs> well, we didn't. We didn't judge this child. I think all of us here were like, no, "Good for I, you." I, I no, really, you I, can't I, steal a spell no, jar again, with Elmer's glue. When I when I when I Fuck saw you. the the video, mm -hmm. I stitched it because I'm like, you know, what the hell is wrong mm -hmm. with using glue? We use almost everything. These are probably the same people who use fucking glitter. Yeah, probably. Probably. Why are you so angry? Oh, calm wrong. the fuck down. Sorry, well, yeah, I'm protective. I, I, I do agree with you. We, we are not hating on the child. We're yeah. not. Well, I think to me... Good this, for him. The, and for I her. guess really the core... The core of... Yes, whomever <laughs> they may be. Yes, I, I guess the core of that, and I guess what I'm really hating, is that people continue to get so caught up in the superficiality that they we forget that one of the big tenets of traditional witchcraft is you work with what you have. Yeah. You keep things practical. Our witch ancestors, most of the time, these were not well-off rich people. Yeah. You know, and prior to the last few hundred years or so, I mean, you did you there there was a moment where you couldn't get candles. Yeah. Unless you made them yourself or you were wealthy, you couldn't get candles. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I mean, just another example of another yeah. item that I think we really kind of take for granted these well, days, even like, like paper back in the day. Yeah, was exactly. like Really hard or, to get. Yeah. Or like paperback, like paper. bones from the floor, <clears throat> even like you know, <clears throat> a, 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 a dirt, whatever it was around. Yeah. That's what we use. Exactly. That we would use what we had, and and as long as it did the job, it was good enough. You know. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's something I saw this week that I'm not hating on the glue. The glue is fine, but I'm I'm hating on the response. Because once again, this tells me that we continue to have assholes in our community that we need to keep kind. We we need to keep weeding these people out because they're not witches. They're not witches. They're something else. Yes, that is a community I am not enjoying. The the stupid hate and bickering and oh, this person hexed me and that person hexed me and it's like, okay, you're clearly stuck in high school, so I'm gonna move on with my life. Have fun. I want to I message guess. those people sometimes on social media. Be like, if I see one more of these posts, I'm gonna hex you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I know my hexes are real. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> well, so, all right. Does anybody have anything else? <clears throat> well, I'm kind of hating on the Grava Boy numbers. Oh yes, the yes the Gra Grava Boy. The what? Grab a voy, grab a grab a voy or grab a boy. Well, well it's <laughs> I think it's grab a voy, grab a boy. I yeah. think it is. Yeah, yeah. Right, not on the numbers itself. Okay. But how people are trying to use them 
yeah. to bypass their spirituality or their healing or their yeah. process of. Okay. It's like, well, use this come to this, use this grab away for for this. And uh, uh, again, we're trying to bypass things yeah. that we need to deal with, things that we need to do. I right? feel like I'm missing out on something. What is this? The uh, grab boys are a combination of numbers that okay. obviously it changes, depends on your intention, and it's supposedly help you manifest things for you know to become real. So these are these are randomly, mm-hmm. psychically generated <laughs> sequences of just random numbers. So a fortune cookie? Basically, yeah. And, you know, and, but, but, but the person, the, the guy who created this bullshit, uh-huh. whose name was was Grabovoy. I think he was from Eastern Europe or Russia or I can't uh, remember uh, Ukraine yeah. somewhere. Anyway, and and he was actually sent to prison because he was frauding and conning people with this. You know, and, and people so, are trusting and people this are person? using this shit. And it's the weird thing because this was something that came out years ago, and now for some reason, like it's popped back up out of the blue. I'll trust my fortune um, cookies, thank you. <laughs> and you can do searches like if you go out and you do a Google search for for Grava Boy numbers, you can. There are still light workers out there that have whole websites based around this bullshit philosophy about how this random sequence of numbers is somehow going to make you get that amazing new job that you want and that beautiful new relationship partner and all these things. And people eat this shit up and spend a lot of money. Cool. I'm going to start grabbing my receipt numbers and just being like, here, this will help you yeah. with something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which, which brings me to, 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 to my point. You know, we, there's a lot of people trying to just go the easy way out. Mm-hmm. And that it's just plain stupid. Yeah. Right? And... People don't do the research to understand where the things come from. You know, they are just blinded by trying to get something that actually doesn't mean anything. Yep, it's true. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, another thing, and I don't, I, I don't want to skip. But I think we <laughs> said uh, something about. Uh, uh, about the uh, grab avoid numbers already, but it's about. I'm kind of hating when people try to, you know, project on a video a conversation with their deity. Oh, I I, I kind of hate it. I don't think I've seen anything like this. Oh well, you know, it's like they are, you know, like talking to their deity, and they are, you know, they basically personified. Their deity. This, this and, is, and this is a, like a video people do on social yeah, media. Yeah, on, on, on TikTok specifically. Oh, maybe I have seen these. Okay. Right? right. And, okay. But, you know, like, the conversations are so stupid. Okay. You know, deities don't talk that way. Yeah. You know, and even though if they're making it, like, as a joke, mm-hmm. I do understand it. But I am seeing more and more, like, people working with 5, 6, 7, 10, 15, yeah. 20 deities. Yeah. And they actually don't have a connection or... Mm-hmm. A real relationship with those deities. The For gods example, are not vending machines. Not only that. Or collectible items. Not only that. They're not Pokemon guys. If, you know, <laughs> I think... Gonna catch them all, deities. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, in the, in the class of dark gods, we were talking about the Morrigan. Yeah. You know, and how many people feel like the Morrigan is, you know, like... This savior for healing and mm-hmm. things like that, when <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, 
People are not, and I'm not saying that you are not actually not, you know, you're not connecting to a spirit, mm. but you got to acknowledge the spirit that you're connecting with because there are tricks to spirit that are going to pretend to be someone they're not. Yeah. And yeah. well, and, and in that particular example, I mean, that also, I think makes it very clear that these are people who are not really taking the time to educate themselves around even the mythology and the stories around those spirits, because I, I cannot think of a single story around that particular goddess, the Morrigan, that would cast her in the light of being a healer no, or a fixer. She no. is a warrior. She's a destroyer. She's chaos. You know, I mean, she is chaotic. You know, uh, I mean, in all of her stories, she is almost always a herald of doom. Yeah, always. You wouldn't sleep with me. Therefore, I'm going to wash your armor in the river and you'll die in uh, battle. It's fine. It's a Cinderella story. <laughs> that I, I agree with Vlad. That's a, that's a huge issue. I mean... Seeing all these individuals on online and just really people who just I interact with them on a daily basis, just in the line of work I do. Well, I have an altar to this, and I work with this deity, and I work with this deity, and this deity, and this deity, or, and I think this deity's calling me. And I finally had a conversation, and I was like, okay, so let's take a look at all these symbols and signs that you're receiving, and I'm gonna tell you right now. Just because you're getting this symbol or this sign doesn't mean it's that deity, a separate deity from a deity you're already working with. Sometimes a butterfly is just a butterfly. Yeah. No, it, that's that's right. But also, you also I see people like, for example, with deities or spirits working together, that they actually don't like each other. Yeah. So you know, we're, it, it makes me doubt that they're actually working with. Yeah. Those deities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I agree. So, yeah. Hmm. I think I hate it a lot this week. That's okay. It's good to get that out. You got you to vent. You have you to vent that. Yeah. You don't want to stuff that down. Otherwise, it'll just, you know, I don't know. It'll, it'll just become gas. Give you an ulcer or God knows what else. Yeah. yeah so. All right. Well, all right, everybody. I want to thank you so much for joining me again tonight. And, of course, we want to say thank you to everybody who bothers to tune in and listen to us each week. I think that we talk about some really important things, but of course, a lot of that is also your opinion. Um, does anybody have anything they want to say before we sign off? This. This. This episode was brought to you by the angel number 1111. Um, and by the crystal, Black Obsidian. Once you. Never mind, I'm not going to go there. Once you what? I was going to do an, a naughty. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> you? No. Um, no, what what I want to say to all of our listeners, if we if we if we say something and it strikes a chord in you and it feels like we're personally attacking you, um, we might be. But if <laughs> you're really that concerned and you want to actually have a conversation, you're more than welcome to contact us via our social media feeds, um, and we're more than happy to talk that out with you, even if that just comes down to a Cool. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. It's not my responsibility to salvage your emotions. Um, so, well, I mean, you, depending on which one of us you got a hold of, we, you, you would probably get a different response because some of us do actually tend to be a little kinder than, <laughs> than, uh, than others. Um, I'm not nice. I'll just say it. Um, it's a good thing I don't help with that social media messages because I'll probably just forget to respond. So it'll just be silence from my end. So, but if, if you really truly are wanting to reach out to us for whatever reason, whether that's a question, a comment, a concern, 
Or if you have ideas on other podcast ideas that you'd like to hear from us, like if you'd like to hear us talk about uh, particular things, please get in contact with us and we'll be more than happy to do that for you. And how do they contact us? You can contact us via various social media media streams. Um, it's always good to get to us through TikTok usually. Um, you can find Mike through at Cat Cauldron. So C-A-T-N-C-A-U-L-D-R-O-N on TikTok. Um, Vlad, I don't know what your TikTok handle is. It's at uh, Vlad Orfeo. Okay. At V-L-A-D-O-R-F-E-O. Um, my TikTok handle is at A-U-S-T-I-N-T-O-N-E-Y-9-1. I'm not very original. Oh, okay. Austin Tony 91. Yep. Um, and you can also find us via various, various other social media means. Um, and if you can find us, you can most likely find us at the shop. Yeah, I just want to say one thing. You got to remember that the true power of a witch is not the fear. It's how we face it. So, even if you're afraid or fearful, own that bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that goes for even reaching out to other witches. If you're afraid that, that, that uh, an older, more experienced witch might judge you, Cool. They probably will, but it won't be for any reason other than, oh God, this question again, and we will answer it gladly because we'd much rather answer it and help guide you along your path than, you know, send you down yes. a path of destruction or floundering. We get salty and we talk a lot of nonsense, but at the end of the day, we are really, big squishy teddy we, bears. We are, are really, our purpose is to empower those of us who, who listen to us in their own practices. Yes. So, Yes. Well, all right. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, everybody at home. We hope you all have a good night. And we will uh, look forward to chatting you again soon in our new episode. Yes, our thank next you. Episode. Yes, thank you. Bye. Thank you, bye.